Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlantis here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. Now, last week we preached part one of the barred gate and the open door. This is part two. See, the Bible right here opens with a story of a closed gate. You couldn't go back into that, into that garden. And it ends with a city with an ever open door. Think about that. What a blessing of God. People coming in and coming for eternity. The blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Call a friend. Tell him to turn that television. This is part two of the barred gate and the open door. They're going to they're gonna learn some wonderful things about how you can come boldly to the throne of grace. Watch this. Be blessed. Take some notes, too. We'll read verse Genesis 3, verse 24. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden a cherubims. Not cherubim, cherubim. These are the big boys here, big angels. And a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. The reason why... They, he didn't want them to eat of the tree of life because they would live in sin for eternity. Actually, that was an act of love. That one day would die. But you ready for this? If you don't think Adam and Eve were powerful, it took the devil 960 years after he was a sinner to kill him. Almost a millennium. Think about that. Because you see, why does he hate man so much? Because every time he saw Adam and Eve in their purity, he thought of himself. Before he'd fall. Now he sees, when he looks at himself in a mirror, he, he's lower than a cow. The snake loses out. The animal kingdom loses out. The vegetable kingdom loses out. The human kingdom loses out. Thorns and thistles are growing out there because of Satan. What did they put on Jesus' head? Do you see what I'm saying? This is all interconnected. Gardens, virgins, thorns, Thistles. You see what I'm saying? So Satan couldn't go walking in there like everybody thought he could, but he could move upon an animal that Adam could talk to. They weren't allowed to go in there. God had to bring them. And he brought them back out after he named them. Are y'all enjoying this? This, this is just the, uh, the preamble to my sermon here. I'm trying to help you here so, so you can get it. Now, the barred gate. There it is right there. You try to move, that cherub will kill you with that flaming sword. That's the mercy and the grace and the love of God that you don't have to die or be live eternal in sin. Now go with me to the book of Revelations chapter 21. Revelation is the last book of the Bible. Then I'm going to get into the sermon. Revelations chapter 21. And Revelations is a wonderful book. Well, before you go to Revelation chapter 1, go to Revelations chapter, Revelation chapter 21. Go to Revelations chapter 1. Watch this. This is the only book that says this. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1 says, The revelation of Jesus Christ. Well, you know, nobody can understand the book of Revelation. Well, let me tell you what it is. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. It just said that. Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. Let me just read it to you. My God. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John. Okay? Shortly. You got to remember this. This book is only two days old. A thousand years is one day with the Lord. Shortly, you know. Watch verse 2. Who bear record of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Verse 3. Underline it. Put stars around it. Blessed, that means empowered to prosper, is he that readeth it. And they that hear the words of this prophecy, 
and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Are you ready? If you read the book, you get blessed. You get empowered to prosper. Don't tell me prosperity is not for the day. When there's a book in the Bible, God says, read it and I'm going to bless you. When is somebody going to believe the word of God for once in their life? Now remember, they drove out. They can't go in the garden. Oh, they're trying to get back in there. Can't happen. Satan been trying to get back in there too. Can't. Lost the wall. Beat up, busted, stomped. But he corrupted everything while he was there. Revelation 21. We lose a garden, we gain a city. One is a barred gate. The other one is an open door. Revelation chapter 21. Let me get to it here. I got a different Bible here in my hand. Verse 25. I can get this over here. Well, let, let, let me read. Let me read a little above that. Let's read verse. Uh, well, let's read verse 21 of Revelation 21. And, I, uh, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. That's one pearl. Made a whole gate. That's a big arch. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were the transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the, and the Lamb of the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Verse 24. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk into the light of it. Ooh, Lord. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. Verse 25. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie by they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Ladies and gentlemen, all you that are born again, your name is in that book, and that's where you're going. So we go from a barred gate to an open door. Forever. Forever. That's why God has got to give us a new heaven and a new earth. Because Satan corrupted the planet. When he fell down with great anger, when he was thrown out, he was thrown back down here. He was ruling and reigning at one time perfectly. But he's got pride. You thought I will send into heaven. He wasn't in heaven when he sinned. He was on the earth. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt myself above the most high God. I will sit in the congregation of the God. said, no, you're not. So everything God created, he corrupted. That's how the serpent got to Eve. He wanted to corrupt God's corruption, but he couldn't do it with Adam. He did it with Eve. But my God, he knew if he could get Eve to do it, Adam would accept it. Why? Because the serpent told him that Adam loved Eve. So we're going to use that too, anything we can. And then God judges the, the serpent, judges Satan. And that's the reason for the Christmas story. To get you back to the city where Eden is. Walking in and out of it. So write this down. The garden stands for solitude. There was only man in there. The city stands for fellowship. You're not by yourself. The garden stood for solitude. It's not good for man to be alone. He's lonely. Why? The animals are outside. He would go out there and talk to God brought him in, put him back out. Satan doing all that stuff. But he was so powerful and so full of light, Satan would approach Adam. 
He said, well, I'll approach something lesser than him, that serpent. Maybe, and that, actually, that animal had more power than the devil, and, but didn't know it. But he looked for the animal that had, put, had some reason that, he could, that would speak to Adam. Notice he didn't send a cow in there. You see, he knows what's going on. That's why there's such a thing as called familiar spirits. They're very familiar about what you do. So if some prophet comes to you and says you something, that's got to be right because no way he can know that. Oh, no, no, he can know that. The devil can know. The devil knows what you do. If the devil can put a sickness on you, don't you think he can take one off of you? It's just to fool you. Well, how do you know? You try ye the spirits. And Jody told me to say this. She said, you say it all the time, Dad, but you never tell him how. Let me tell you something. If you're hearing a voice in your head or something like that, you say, do you, listen, you say this, this, this is, this is as good as it gets. Satan cannot go against it. He said, do you believe this spirit's talking to you? Something, you know, and you think, man, I just know it's God. Say, do you believe that Jesus Christ came in the flesh? Satan will say, no. Well, he could lie. No, he can't lie on that one. He can't. You know why? I'm going to tell you that. You say, no. Because if he says, yes, then he tells you that Jesus Christ defeated him as God. But Jesus Christ did not defeat him as God. Jesus Christ defeated him as man. And if he can, if Jesus can defeat Satan as man, the son of man, you can defeat Satan. Because you're mankind. Do you see that? That is so simple, yet so profound. He can't say yes. He can't lie about that. He can't. Because all of the, day, all of the angels that fell with him will say, wait a minute. You telling me that? Jesus was the son of God, defeated you as the son of God? He said, no, he defeated me as man. You see what he, he can't, he can't, he just can't allow it. What you trying to say, Kathy? Yeah, put that, that scripture up on the screen. First John 4. First John 4, 1, 2, 3, so you'll understand, and I'll read it for you. You see, he, he can't say that. He says, Jesus did not defeat me as mankind. He defeated me as God, because God defeated but no, Jesus defeated him as a human being. And if Jesus can defeat him as a human being, you can't. Look at the scripture. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be or of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Go to the next, next verse. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And, th and this is that. Okay, you see what I'm saying? In other words, Satan is not going to give you any. He's going to say, you defeated, Jesus defeated me as God. Only God can do that. Let me, and, this, and the spirit of Antichrist, wherever you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in this world. See, he can't say that. Yeah, but he can lie, but he can't lie about that one. Right. See, God can't lie, and that's one thing Satan can't lie about is that. He'll say, no. No, Jesus, no. He defeated me as God. He's lying. No, he defeated you as man. That's why you hear him say after Jesus comes out of hell, oh, God. Wait, did you say, oh, God? He went, he probably cussed a little bit, I guess, and said, if I'd have known, if I'd have known, I'd have never crucified him. He didn't know if thou be the son of God. He don't know because, you see, he's been out in such corruption. It's corrupted his memory. And if you keep reading on, you go to the, you, you want to read some of Nakia's side, go to Isaiah 14 and read there and go to Ezekiel 28 and read there. You'll find him. They're going to say, this, this is what deceived the nation. This. 
Because now he's just nothing. Like I said last week. He's like the wicked witch of the West. Think about that. So the garden stands for solitude. The city stands for fellowship. See, what lies between the barred gate of Genesis and the open door of Revelation is what, Brother Jesse? The life, work, and death of Jesus Christ. What's between them two gates is the work of Jesus, the life of Jesus, and the death of Jesus, or Christmas, Easter, the beginning of the end, when he raises from the dead, the end. You see, what's between those two? From the Genesis, this garden called Eden, what happened in the garden? He's making atonement for sin. If this cup can pass, this is going to be rough. Then he's buried in a garden. See, you see those gardens being connected together and all those kinds. When you understand that, what lies between the barred gate of Genesis and the open door of Revelation is the life, work, and death of Jesus Christ. That's why I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded he's able to keep what I commit to him. So I commit my life to him. Uh, Let me say it like this. I prefer the walk in the light instead of the dark. See what I'm saying? How come he don't sin every day? Got light in me. I'd have to cut the light out. But turn on the hard light. Write this down. Man set up his own will against the will of the creator. When they set against it, they were not even supposed to look at it. Because the senses were birthed. God was protecting them. Watch it. Just look at each other. All you're going to see is glory. Man set up his own will against the will of the creator. Its result is separation between God and ourselves. You had to drive them out. Because God cannot even look upon sin. Even with Jesus on the cross like this, the father couldn't look at him. Why? Your sin was on him. Corruption. COVID-19 was on him. If there's a COVID-17, that was there too. I don't know if there is one, but I'm just saying, I don't know. Everything you can think of, cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infectious disorder, pornography, uh, murder, jealousy, envy, strife, everything you think of, all on Jesus. That's why he sweat drops of blood in that garden. He knew this was going to be tough, but he did it for you. And he did it as a man so you could walk like him. He didn't do it as God. He did it as man. Write this now. Anything can be, anything can be your tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. What are you looking at that you shouldn't be looking at? Because anything can be your tree of knowledge of good and evil. It can be a woman. It could be your Delilah. It could be a man. Say, hi. It could be the love of money. It could be the love of power. Have you noticed people full of pride? They're always the greatest. Because that's all they can see is themselves. What is your tree of knowledge of good and evil? You should know that. And if you do, don't look at it. And for certainly don't eat the fruit of it. You see what I'm saying? 
Because it all comes to you through your senses. But see, you're not sense knowledge. You are revelation knowledge. You are spirit housed in a soul and clothed in a body. You see what I'm saying? When you understand anything can be your tree of knowledge of good and evil. Oh, yeah. So you need to know those things. Now, what does this Bible speak of? The Bible speaks of recovery. What is this message? It's a message of restoration. I told you last week. I'm going to put image between a woman's seed and you, you're going to strike his heel, but he's going to crush your head. That's recovery. You're coming back, Adam. You're coming back. The Bible speaks of recovery. It's a message of, of restoration, a message of redemption, and a message of salvation. It's a message. That's what it is. So, you know, people get so mad at me because I'm a happy person. Well, I got a message of recovery. Oh, Lord Jesus. Man, I, like, I got a message of restoration. I got a message of redemption. I got a message of salvation. Man, I'm blessed. But Brother Jesse, how come you hadn't struck? I know you must have a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Watch this, write this down. Never let your vision outreach your grasp. It will stop the glory of your arrival. Never let your vision outreach your grasp. It will stop the glory of your arrival. Do you know how much I used to like to drink? Nobody drank as much as I drank. I drank like a fish, you understand? I would go to school and they and I had a thermos by and they thought it was Kool-Aid and it was slow gin. Me. My first time I got drunk, I was five, fell off the bottom, uh, back of a boat like the drowned because my uncles left cans of beer around it. Half, you know, a kid sees something, going to drink it. And I enjoyed it. And Mama beat me sober. So glad I didn't drown it just. They didn't, they didn't spank you no days. They whoop you. With anything they get their hands on. Go get me a switch. I'll come back with a flower. There you go. I know switches hurt, man. I drank. Before I was born again, I was drinking a fifth of whiskey a day. I got up in the morning, drank a glass of scotch or bourbon, and ate eggs. That's a fact. I'm not bragging. Just the way it was. Drugs. Took trips and never left my house. Kathy caught me one time with my head in a cabinet because it had newspaper wallpaper and I was reading it. Wow, man, just messed up. Dr. Haydell told me in home, he said, you will die, you will have cirrhosis of the liver. By the time you're 24, you are gone. That's the truth. I enjoyed drinking. Oh, Lord. I got up in the morning. Drinking, afternoon drinking, at night drinking. Disliked it. Every kind you could think of. How you know when you're becoming an alcoholic when you quit the Cokes and the Seven Up? Then you go to Scotch and water, bourbon and water. Then you quit that. Now you're drinking it straight. And after a while, you can drink, I call it Everclear, which means it'll start your car. <laughs> Call moonshine. You wouldn't put that in your radiator. Why do you put it in your body? Deception. Satan wanting to kill you. So, the Bible speaks of recovery. It means it's a message of restoration, redemption, and salvation. You never let your vision outreach your grasp. It will stop the glory of your arrival. Hey, God's got you coming somewhere, and then you mess up. You messed your arrival up. That's so true, ladies and gentlemen. God has a glorious vision for your life. Don't let 
anything stop it. You hear what I'm saying? Any, listen, anything can be your tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What, what is your tree of, of good and evil? Don't let Satan deceive you. You should know that. And I'll tell you how you do that. He that keepeth himself, the wicked one toucheth him not. That's in the scripture. Remember, you and I have the word of God to live by. I don't live by what the world says. I live by this wonderful Bible. The Bible speaks of recovery. This is a recovery Bible. And it's a message of restoration, redemption, and salvation. My God, I'm starting to preach here. You see what I'm saying? So there are a lot of things that may want to tempt you, but you don't even look at it. Say, I will not have, I will not spend time looking at anything the devil tries to put in front of my face. That's just simply the truth. Maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I'd like to pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to save people that are watching today. They may know about you, but they don't know you, Lord. Lord, they ask you to forgive them of their sin right now. You said you would save them. It was just that simple. Lord, you did it for me. I know you'll do it for them. Thank you for saving people, reaching people all over this broadcast today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, welcome to the family. That was simple, wasn't it? You know why? There was no religion in it. It was just from the heart to your heavenly father. You believe with your heart, confess with your mouth, Jesus rose from the dead. You're saved. Welcome to the family. Kathy is coming right now with some glorious moments. I tell you what, that will bless you and minister life to you. And you send these things in. So, Kathy, take it away. Bless God, bless me, bless the people. Welcome to Glorious Moments. If you're new to our broadcast, this is when I get to share testimonies of people that have been impacted by our ministry over the years. Today, I want to read one from a partner in Ohio that's received surprises of finances this year. It says, I attended my first visionary conference this year. It was on my vision board and God made it possible for me to go. I sacrificed to come, but I wanted and felt impressed that I needed to be at the conference. Brother Jesse had a word at the Friday service that the Lord had great surprises of finances when we got home. I named my offering, which was to receive the spoken words at this conference and not doubt. I ended with, be it done unto me, and three days later it has come to pass. The past four months have been very hard for me financially. I was forced to quit a very good job at the end of December 2021 because of COVID disagreements. I have been working two part-time jobs which have not paid well nor treated me right. The Monday after the conference, my former boss wanted to make one final attempt to meet with me. I was already declined a meeting twice. We met and he is going to pay me $2.50 more an hour along with extra paid weeks vacation. My insurance and 401k will also be back. I accepted the offer the next morning. Glory be to God. I am still expecting great surprises to come to pass before the month and the year ends. I love that. You know, Jesse and I and our ministry team agree with you. Luke chapter one, verse 37 in the Amplified says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall ever shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Never give up on the great future that God has planned for your life. Hold on to his word and you will receive the fulfillment of every promise that he has given you in his word. Believe that today. God bless you.
ready to experience the Christmas story like never before? In his book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Jesse Duplantis delivers an insightful, fresh look at the manger and beyond. You'll be inspired to have a higher life of faith as he explores the mysterious ways God moves. Get ready to elevate your character with the characters of Christmas. The most wonderful time of the year. Uncommon lessons from the Christmas story. Order your copy at JDM.org today. If you hadn't read my book, The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, you need to get it today. I share about the different characters of Christmas in a way that I know you've never heard before. It makes a wonderful Christmas gift, too. How do I get it? You can order it at JDM.org. I'm telling you what, this is one of the finest books I've ever wrote. Not just trying to offer it to you. I'm telling you, it's got revelation in it, and you'll be blessed. So get it today. Just go to JDM.org. Order it. It's yours. Praise God. Thank you, partners, for being so courteous and kind to us. Your faithful financial support has been so greatly appreciated all these years. Oh, it's just amazing to me. That's one thing I can count on. God Almighty and my faithful financial partners. Over 46 years of preaching this gospel and never had a financial deficit. And I'll be the reason why, because, and I know it. You trust me. I trust you. We both trust God. But me and Kathy don't ask you to do something we don't do ourselves. We are partners to this ministry also. Why? Because we know that 100% of it goes in the world evangelism. So thank you, partners. Nothing too small, nothing too big. We got some big, big <laughs> projects going on. God said, I got a $20 million donor coming. I'm telling you, it's coming. There's no other choice in the matter. Why? To do the work that God wants done. Wish it was free, but it's not free. When you go out in that world, boy, it costs money. But that's all right. I'm going to get people saved. And I'll tell you what, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. I tell you, the Lord is so good. You know, you give Christmas gifts to everyone. How about sending a Christmas gift to God's work? Think about that for a minute. Me and Kathy do it every year. We do it every year. We give God a gift. We even wrap it, put it under the tree. It's a financial gift. I'm there, but it's a blessing. I hope you enjoyed this week's broadcast. I mean, it was such a blessing for me, and I mean that sincerely. Remember this. The new city will never have a closed door. It will be open forever. Don't miss next week. A great sermon entitled, Who is this Christ? More than a religious figure. Till next week, we love you. We appreciate you. Merry Christmas to everybody. Bye-bye. Did you know angels are real? And many of them are here today. God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation, and the hidden help is always here for you. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Our December partner offer is the Bar Gate and the Open Door. The Open Door has the power to recreate and restore the closed gates that shut you out. As you watch this revelatory message, you will discover how you may have a lost garden, but we have gained a home in heaven. Order your copy today at jdm.org. Jesus said in his walk on the earth, me and the Father are one. When you glorify Jesus, you glorify the Father. When you glorify the Father, you glorify Jesus. A divine mystery called the Trinity. All God. And yet distinct in a lot of different ways.